0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We've Got Mail!
1: <laughs> My name is William Bibiani, I am a critic. Everybody calls me Bibbs. My name is Winnie Seibold. I, too, am a critic. I don't have a nickname.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where do you write, William? I, I, I sometimes write for the rep. There we go. We we, we have outlets.
0: Yeah, we, we have cred. We should probably, yeah. We're trying to be better about, like, you know, like... Uh, uh, you know, being proud of ourselves, like feeling good about our accomplishments. Yes. Uh, which is very antithetical to how I was raised. Uh, so uh, it's a little difficult sometimes, but proud of what we do. We we, we're, we do pretty cool stuff. And uh, th- But this is actually, this podcast is not about us. This is a podcast for you. This is the podcast where you control the conversation right here at the Critically Acclaimed Network. And here's how that works. You send us correspondence. You can email us. Our email address is letters at criticallyacclaimed.net.
1: Or you can send. How did you say it that way? <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: I, I started like enunciating it. I wanted making sure it's very very clear. And okay, then I just I don't know took on a took on a voice. I don't know. Um,
1: and or you can send us a, an actual physical letter through our P O box. Whitney, what is our P O box? I had sent it to the critically acclaimed network P O box six four one five six five Los Angeles California nine double zero six four. The only mail we had in the P O
0: box uh, today uh, was an advertisement from J C Penney's. Now, I will say this about mm. j c. Pennies. Mm. They're a very big company. If yes. they want me to read that advertisement on the air <laughs> they can, they, well, they, they, well, can, they can shell out
1: they're they're not a sponsor but we are not we're a sponsor o- open to being sponsored
0: no, 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 there' are worse places than j c. Pennie's to have a sponsor mm. so j, uh, j. c. Penny uh, if you're talk if if you're listening, j c. Penny and or family members. Right. Uh you feel free to contact yeah. us. We
1: can we can Je- work it out. Jennifer Charles Penny. I don't know yeah. what the JC actually I don't know what the J C stands for. I'm <laughs> Junior Car City Junior Car City. I don't know. I think I took my son to Junior Car City and he drove around and mm. said beep beep.
0: Anyway, but we 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 answer your 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 emails. So ask us questions. Uh, give us prompts. Uh, take us to task. Did we? Do you disagree with something we said or, or mm. recommended on a show? We'd love
1: to hear from you, Whitney. Uh, why don't we just dive in? Why don't we just dive in? Here's a letter from, and uh, I I read the letters as you sign them off. Mm. I don't read your name out of the subject line just in yeah. case if it's blank, it's blank. Uh, but this one comes from Marcel the Shell, Ooh. but without shoes. So oh. Marcel the k- barefoot k- show. kicked
0: them off. Yeah.
1: Relaxing for the evening. <laughs> Mar- Marce- Marcel is taking a load off. Uh, hello, Bibbs and Rockmeister. McCool. Oh, that's that's my nickname. Yeah, um, Whitney uh, lies <laughs> like the doctor. The- Whitney lies. Uh, I have listened to your show since running across you in the Schmodown, R.I.P. Many years ago, and I love all of them.
0: Well, thank oh, you very much
1: thank for listening. I listen to them when they come out generally, but I usually skip critically acclaimed until I see the films discussed therein. So I. Just so I don't accidentally form my opinions based on yours, I generally find myself agreeing with Whitney more than Bibbs.
0: I, you know, right. I get that a lot.
1: <laughs> really, I I, oh, yeah. I, I thought I had the less popular opinion. Uh, maybe it's
0: more fifty fifty, <laughs> but in my estimation, a lot of people say like, "Yeah, Whitney's Whitney's on the ball."
1: <laughs> uh, well, thank you for thinking that um usually when i watch a newish film i go back and listen to your review of it uh, recently my friends and i had a drunk bad movie night oh mm. uh, sounds like a blast mm. and uh, and the pick was the ice age adventures of buck wild oh god i didn't see this one you reviewed this I one You reviewed uh, this movie in your episode only Bibbs had seen it and he kicked the hell out of it but i am here to tell you that it was not strong enough I subscribed to your cancel too soon. Failure is more interesting philosophy. And yet I could not find anything to glom onto from this Ice Age film other than pure hatred. Characters are rendered in different display resolutions than in the same frame. The voice actors do shitty impressions of the original voice cast. And the script makes Pauly Shore look like Billy Wilder. Uh, I'm sure Pauly, look, I'm not going to lambast Pauly Shore. He's had a hard enough time. Yeah. <laughs> People have dogpiled on a Paulie Shore enough. He's, I'm sure he's a decent human being. Son-in-law uh, isn't that bad.
0: I, I kind of like Son-in-Law. He,
1: he, he was like the funny sidekick in Encino Man, and he yeah. just made a career out of that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Good career. If you, 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 get a, you get a solid ten years out of that before you, you, before oh, you kind of was, fla- uh, fi- uh, flame out, you know? He,
1: he also played the very poly Shore-like character in one of the goofy animated films. Oh, uh, was a, a, uh, the Goofy movie, yeah. 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 What, was he in the first one?
0: Yeah, he was like uh, the cool kid at school. He yeah. made like the Leaning Tower of Peace out of cheese. He, he called, called it, it the Leaning Tower of cheese That's right.
1: My main question to you is have you ever experienced something like this? Going to a film, expecting a dumb good time and instead receiving something you really, really hated. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to read this and thanks for your great work. Sorry for the long email. Oh, that's not a long email. No, Love Marcel long. the Shell but without shoes. Thank you. Uh to answer your question? Yeah, that happens. Uh, yeah, it does. No, no
0: one goes into a movie and people get this impression that film critics are like hmm. looking to pick a fight. <laughs> Like we're like step into a movie theater or put on a streaming or whatever we do. And it's just like, okay, hmm. let's fight. We're fight this movie <laughs> mentally. And like I'm gonna get in some good licks and we're gonna make get, what what a bone mo am I gonna do. And like No, we we, uh, we want every movie to be good, or hmm. at the very least, good on its own terms. Some the, movies are uh, only going for amusing and I'll hmm. take that.
1: It, it's you can go into a movie, and uh, if it's a movie from like a filmmaker I hate, or mm. I saw an ad and it just looks terrible, yeah, I-, I might be sitting there before the lights go down with my arms crossed, you know, kind of grumping, uh, grump, mm-hmm. grump. I gotta see this movie, no, but I'm
0: not necessarily looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, not
1: looking forward to it. Didn't really want to see it, but I would love to be surprised, yeah. and I have to be open to that. Ooh, uh, I've as, been pleasantly as, surprised as many film, times as film critics. You know, y- even if you're sort of like snide as the lights are going down, yeah you have to let the film do its work yeah you you, You have to give the film a chance a chance to win you over that's all it's here
0: to do yeah yeah. all a
1: movie wants to do is win you over every single film sometimes a film i'm not looking forward to meets my expectations yeah like i'm not looking forward to this oh it was bad in a way i expected it to be yeah it was exactly what it looked like and uh is that preconception no because i'm trying to let the film say what it does yeah uh Advertising can do a lot To sort of guide you In a certain direction Yeah uh, I I'm, I'm that weirdo Who doesn't seek out Film previews uh, You know if, if I see them organically In public I, I watch no. them But I, I don't If somebody says Oh look A new pr- trailer has dropped Yeah I don't go to the commercial You know the, It's the, the commercial's commercial is, job To come to me Yeah the commercial
0: is, is People it's, there's, it's an art form To create a commercial But mm. it's not the finished art form Yeah It's the art form That's supposed to bring you To the art form And when you're a film critic We're going to see it anyway Mm-hmm
1: so it seems kind of, you know, so the, besides yeah. the
0: point, really, for us to see like,
1: well, a you, lot of the advertising. You showed yeah. me, like, little bits of the movie. Yeah. Now, now I just have to wait to see the movie. So, sometimes
0: I'm curious enough to watch, or I hear really good things yeah. about this trailer, and maybe this trailer is yeah. cool in and of itself, and I'll, and I'll check it out. But generally speaking, I usually don't seek it out either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in uh, any case... Uh, what, the, I'm
1: trying to think of the... But mm-hmm. to, to the letter's point... Yeah, a movie I'm went in with, of the, yeah. with
0: limited expectation... Uh-huh. You know, you're just like just just. I don't expect a lot from you, but you fucked up anyway. Yeah. Um, offhand, uh, oh, what was it? Um, what was the new Home Alone movie?
1: Home oh, alone. Home Alone uh, and Home Combat, uh, whatever it was Ho- called. Home
0: Alone, you jerks. Uh, home, home, home and Home, home any, Alone on the Range. Home and uh, Home, Home and Home, home and, and uh, ugh, it's bad. Uh, so I didn't expect a lot from the new. What the fuck was that movie called? Home Alone Six. Yeah, Home Alone. It's called Home Sweet Home Alone. Home Sweet Home Alone. Yeah. So generic, you couldn't figure it out. Um, that's every, That's pretty terrible. I've it. seen every single Home Alone movie. Yeah, all all six of them. People forget that there were. Some people forget that there was a three, but there which was, was also actually released, which was actually released, but. Flash in the pan Kind of just mm-hmm. came and went Nobody cared uh, Noteworthy only Because it's an early performance Of Scarlett Johansson Before she became big mm-hmm. uh, And then There was Home Alone 4 Which was A failed pilot That turned into a TV movie And it is
1: abysmal That's really, really yeah. t- It was terrible. Home Alone
0: 5 Which was a made for TV movie Not a pilot Just a standalone film And you know what Pretty good
1: Genuinely a well-written, it, yeah, nice it, little movie. In terms of like the concept, con, concept, concept, yeah. concept, and the like, yeah. the script. It's
0: actually a little stronger than Home Alone. Yeah,
1: it's better than Home Alone in that way. Yeah, it
0: doesn't have that wish fulfillment thing that Home Alone does, so it's mm. never going to be everyone's go-to Christmas classic. But it's also as, a, like, as just a straight. Film making yeah, exercise
1: Very good It's also super low budget So yeah. it has that kind of Shabby feeling to right. it But yeah. it's good It's a good. It's a well made
0: movie And it's worth checking out Easily the best Home Alone sequel If you ask me I would argue it's even better Than Home Alone But I don't have a lot of Nostalgia for the original mm. Regardless my, my standard was pretty low For Home Sweet Home Alone mm. Like I thought it couldn't Get worse than four So I'm like If this is a movie Where a kid is home alone And fights off some bad guys uh, And it's reasonably funny You've, you've got me you, this the bar is very low for this film. <laughs> that movie is a, absolutely horrifying. like it's yeah. not fun because they made the people who the young kid who's home alone functionally murder over and over again like physically like mutilate hmm. um, They made them good guys. Like, they're doing something unethical, but they're doing it for incredibly sympathetic reasons, and they're, they're, they're not like,
1: career criminals, they actually have a, a good motivation. They're actually going to lose a lot of, yeah. uh, like, their money and their lives if yeah. they don't get the thing back that and, the Home Alone and they has try stolen. To, yeah. And they
0: try to do it the reasonable way, they try to do it the right way, and when the time comes to actually, like, break into the house, um, all they really want to do is just sneak in through the door, grab something in the hallway, and leave. They're not trying to do anything yeah. evil, and it's their
1: property. Mm, It belongs to them
0: It's their understanding that that's their property And they're they're just trying to retrieve it Mm. They're the aggrieved party Who is pushed too far Mm. By the so-called hero And as a result It's like watching a Bugs Bunny cartoon If every time like Bugs Bunny, like, blew up Elmer Fudd with dynamite. Elmer Fudd cried because all he was trying to do was raise money for charity.
1: It's <laughs> like, it, you're, you're not on Bugs'
0: side after a while,
1: so it just no, didn't quiet, work. I'm, I'm trying to steal my wife's ashes back from that wascally wabbit. Yeah, it's like... like it's, it's like that kind of intimacy. Yeah, you,
0: a... You've got to make sure that you're on the kid's side in a Home Alone movie, <laughs> Man, and that's um, the
1: one movie where we're 100% not. Uh, one of... This is one of the worst films of this year. Mm. Uh, and it's a Judd Apatow film. It's called The Bubble. Oh, I missed uh, it. Oh, God. I, I am no, uh, not eager to, to, no, it's, to it's fill like, that void in my it's life. It's like slamming your head against yeah. the floor. It is so, so painful to watch. Uh, and, yeah, it's a Judd Apatow film. A little bit of a mixed bag, Judd Apatow. Yeah, his, his film, yeah His films tend to be a little too long. Sometimes mm-hmm. they meander a lot, mm-hmm. but they they tend to have some good moments in them from time to time. You, usually, at the very there's
0: least. usually there's very funny bits. Usually, there's good characters, yeah. you know, fun dynamics, you, people you'd like to hang out with. You yeah, know, I, kind of I,
1: I I wanted to murder everybody in this. Oh, movie. God. That it's just idea. so bad. The the premise of the bubble is. Mm. Uh, it's a film about making a film during lockdown. Mm. So uh, all of these really spoiled, rich movie stars who have no connection to reality and they're all very vapid and horrible mm. have to go through uh, COVID procedures. They have to get tested, and yeah. the, there's way too many jokes about how how much it hurts to be tested. You know what? Stick it a fucking t-
0: doesn't. Yeah.
1: No, it doesn't. It's like, it's uncomfortable. No one's, no one's going to do it you for put a, fun. You put a but swab like, up your nose for a couple seconds. Yeah, it's, it's, not it's like, uncomfortable, but like, come on. It's not like they're extracting a
0: tooth, you know? it's. Like, it, I'm sure some people have more sensitive tissue than others, but like, hmm. it's not like, you don't get... It's not so bad that you should make a movie about how much you suffered.
1: Yeah, it's... It's, and, not, that, it's not that bad. And they, uh, and all of the... And these, like, these were lockdown protocols that didn't exist. Like, there were these yeah. really straight... So, clearly, this is a movie making fun of lockdown protocols, mm-hmm. uh, which... You know, we're instigated globally and for a reason. This is something we can all relate to. Why are you mocking it? Yeah. Uh, and the yeah, characters a lot of people died. Yeah.
0: Uh, because uh, procedures weren't put in place fast yeah, enough. Yeah, five or six you know? people
1: have died so far. And, f- Jesus. <laughs> it's over a million. It's a lot. Uh, and um, so, A, it's making fun of these lockdown procedures. And mm-hmm. B, I'm not really sure what the point of showing how horrible these Hollywood people are. Yeah. If. So, you know, everybody starts to freak out and they have to lock down and they try to run and they're just trying to run and hide and they get shot by security. Uh, They try Mm -hmm. to do these TikTok videos. They take drugs and they just hang out and they're just horrible to each other. Uh, Not a a second of it is funny and you hate all of the characters. Uh, And I, you know, it's you experience this some in some movies where like the loathing grasps your heart early on. Yeah. And it's going to take a lot to have it ungrasp. And even when that happens, you kind of have to be open to the fact that it might change. Mm-hmm. That yeah, maybe this was better. orchestrated in some way. It could get better. Um, you know, we've maybe talked, you're uh, supposed yeah. to feel this way. We, we talked a lot about a film called Paper Towns. I was just about to bring this yeah, up. Uh, which yep. was a teen romance. And the first act of Paper Towns is about uh, one of the Wolf brothers. Uh, I, I can never keep them straight. They, they look alike. Yeah. <laughs> like, they look just alike. Uh, uh, they're both very talented, it, though. It, it, um, m- Mr. Wolf uh, plays... <laughs> Uh, plays a, a young kid who has a, a crush on the, like, essentially the Manic Pixie Dream Girl of his yeah. school. And she's a, a little bit of a wild child. And she's really attracted to played by Cara Delevingne. And, mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, and they go they on, have, like, one grand adventure yeah, they, they for this, one night. This
1: big one night, like, long night. Uh, not really a date, just sort of an adventure where yeah. she's going to do things like break into a house and get revenge on an ex and steal something from a friend. And yeah. to him, this is all, like, wild fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they thought its like
0: everything. Yeah, and it's like, and it's this a is formative the formative experience of his life.
1: And yeah, and he, it's a big adventure. He's breaking a lot of rules, which he's not used to doing, and he's doing it with the girl that he's in love with. Yeah. Uh, anybody in the audience will be savvy enough to see that none of this is healthy. No, it's not healthy for him, and the movie is really talking it up. It's saying this is actually really good for him. Yeah, and like and, if
0: you're if you're maybe if you're a kid and you mm-hmm. don't understand like through experience or through context or whatever, that this is not a healthy relationship that the movie is espousing. But if you're an adult, you're watching this, you're probably going, I can't get behind this. This kid's whole journey is kind of
1: gross and obsessive and sad. Yeah, and and uh, then there's then the big uh, plot twist comes in. Uh, later on, much but, later on, yeah. Well, what yeah. happens is uh, she vanishes yeah. out of his life. She moves away and he doesn't know where she's gone. And yeah. he feels he can, like, find clues she's left behind. He to thinks find he's her again. supposed to yeah, find her. Yeah, like, i to find solve her, so her It's all about taking that, that one manic night, which is really unhealthy, and stretching it out. And luckily, mm-hmm. the film, over the course of his search he comes to realize how unhealthy that first night was yeah. and how his obsession was the wrong thing to do. So it he actually grows that first part although it's mm-hmm. presented really excitingly mm-hmm. and feels really irresponsible, is ultimately acknowledged as being very irresponsible.
0: This is why, I mean, if, you, if you're not a professional film critic and you're not feeling a movie, do whatever you want. But mm-hmm. if you are a professional film critic and you're going to talk about the movie in any professional capacity... You've got to watch got to watch the whole thing. You got to watch the whole thing you can not write it off in the first few scenes and go, well, this sucked. Like, no. You have to sit through the whole mm-hmm. thing because every once in a while, it wins you back. Every once in a while, you find out that the thing you didn't like the The filmmakers don't mm. like it anyway, and they were trying to make a point. Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, sometimes it, it'll take it'll take maybe to the very last scene. It's happened. Some, something will snap in the very like last. A great, scene, there's a good together, twist
0: right? or, or uh, a surprising al- way to handle the plot mm. or a character development, mm. and it a- just all comes uh, together.
1: Alexander Payne is a master of that. Mm. It's like this is really meandering. What are you doing? And then he drops the last mm. scene on you. Oh my god! It all falls together, and you're crying, and you're crying, and you're crying. Yeah, um, that last shot in about Schmidt. Really got me. <laughs> uh, not I, I love that about Schmidt. I'm not a fan. Uh, that's, of that my, that's, that's my that's my favorite Alexander Payne movie. That's fine.
0: Um, but in any case, uh, hopefully those are some examples. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I've said it before. Uh, film criticism is a full contact sport, <laughs> and sometimes you will get tackled.
1: And yeah. <laughs> sometimes it'll take you some time to get back up. Uh, let's move on to our next letter. Thank you very right, much for uh, writing in. Here's a letter from Dancy. Hello, Dancy. Hello. Uh, dear and Whitney, I'm writing to you as an aspiring film critic oh. and current student at a British university. Ooh, fancy. Uh, whilst obviously the situation will vary from person to person and country to country, mm. I'm asking you uh, what you guys think about the current state of the film criticism industry. Well, that's, Ooh. Uh, that's a, that's uh, a big can of worms. Pretty, yeah, pretty broad question. Uh, it, is the rise of Patreon and individual mm. subscriptions such as Substack a mm. good thing, or a sign of larger publications being less welcoming and more homogenous? I was also wondering how it works to get paid, now that I am not asking about specific rates, uh, mm. but more so is it based on article length, the type mm. of article, yeah. or the research required? For example, would a list article that is required the credit to watch, say, 10 movies be paid the same as an article of... Uh, mm-hmm. the same length, which is only about one. Mm-hmm. Finally, how do we move toward a better industry that welcomes more voices into the space and actually compensates writers for their hard work? <laughs> if I if uh, we had the answer me. to that, let me, uh, let uh, me, I'll continue the letter. Yeah. Uh, hmm. This is a lot to unpack, but I know you guys have a lot of experience with this stuff under various outlets. Hmm. As long as it isn't considered unprofessional, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter. All the very best. Dan, Not so.
0: unprofessional at all. Thank you for asking. And I want to make something clear at the jump. Mm. Uh, The film criticism industry, or at least that side of the entertainment industry, whether it's its own thing or part of Mm -hmm. a larger uh, tapestry, neither here nor there, Um, it's not in a great place. However, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be discouraging because it's not an easy job to do. It's not an easy job to be successful at. I know a lot of incredibly talented film critics who don't make a full-time living doing it. Mm -hmm. That's just the reality of it, and that's unfortunate. Uh, However, if it's something that you're really passionate about, if it's the thing you feel like that's what you do, Mm -hmm. and that's what you want to do, go for it. Just know at the jump, there's a really good chance that for a while you're not going to be able to make a living doing this and nothing else, and you should probably find some other means of income to supplement it. Uh, And it's not going to be easy unfortunately, for a, a variety yeah, right. of reasons, we, we some of which we'll probably get into. Um, when the internet came along...
1: Yeah, I was about to say, uh, <laughs> the, the shift happened in, like... The late 90s. Two, about, yeah, yeah, 2000, about there.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it used to be that uh, film critics
1: were part of any major newspaper or magazine. Mm. Uh, every, uh, yeah. every major publication had at least one or two film critics on staff.
0: Yep, and they would uh, write a few articles a week, And those would be the articles for your local paper or your local magazine or a national paper or Time or Entertainment Weekly or whatever. And there was enough work to go around and people made enough money that they could actually sustain themselves. There were problems. There were significant problems in terms of...
1: I'll I'll take exception to the there was enough work to go around thing. Well, because there were actually only a few rarefied positions, and you could uh, work at a paper in a different capacity mm. for probably a couple of years yeah. before you earned enough. Uh, cl- at first, you would be like a proofreader yeah. or an editor. You take other well, people's work. Yeah, that's look. true. Yeah. and that th- this is actually something that like they cut all the middlemen out of mm. the publishing industry, which has made for mm. a lot. Uh, sloppy, more haphazard publishing practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll you'll see a heck of a lot more typos, especially in my work. I'm a terrible typist. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a, a lot of the proofreaders and a lot of the editors were cut out of the equation. It was yeah. up to the writer to do their own proofreading and their own editing. Yeah. Uh, that's, doesn't that doesn't always that's, work. That's not a great um, system. No. Also... Because
0: you're asking people to do two jobs. Editor mm-hmm. used to be a different full-time job. Yeah. So now you're being asked to do two full-time jobs.
1: And, and editors now also produce their own work.
0: Yep. Um, and they have to edit themselves, which is not, so, which is not an
1: easy job. So, to do. so a, a lot, everybody does a little bit of everything now. Um, yeah. But yeah, in the old days, you'd go into a paper, you'd mm. work as a proofreader for a long time. You get paid a lot. Yeah, for you getting paid well yeah. uh and then after a couple of years you'd get to move into the department you wanted to and mm-hmm. you'd have to keep on expressing yourself in terms yeah. of you could it was would be very rare that you could like leave college and just get a job as the head film critic in a paper
0: at least not a major yeah. paper yeah. and i will say this right now uh, i did not mean to suggest that it was this fantasy land where there was everyone got a job and you're a critic and you're a critic yeah. like no but there were more full-time paid positions yeah, the idea in existence, of, which is what I meant.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Roger Ebert put it very, very well. Um, with the rise of the internet, mm-hmm. uh, that's where the voices, that's where more voices came in. Which is a good thing. Uh, yeah, people who wanted to write film reviews did. Yeah. They put them on, on their blogs. And uh, yeah. I, I, too, had a blog. It might even still be up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I had one in college. That one's gone. Yeah. It was on, like, a tripod website or something. Oh, fine. And, uh, and, and I think my... Other blog might still be existing somewhere. But but, uh, the,
0: but one of the problems with that, which well, is... Hang, hang, let me, oh, sorry, let me, let me finish my thought. Because oh, uh,
1: uh, what Roger Ebert said was uh, film writing as a, an activity mm. has shot way up. Yes. But film writing as a profession was going away. Yeah.
0: And, a lot and, of people he, realized that mm. a lot of people wanted to do that for fun. Mm. And they... Good, honestly, and I mean, as a result, it was something that got devalued a little bit yeah, in and, terms and, of, like, and, publishers realizing, oh, we can pay people a lot less to do this.
1: And also, yeah. uh, even if someone was, like, and I don't mean this in sort of a judgmental sort of way, but mm-hmm. if someone was a little bit amateurish...
0: Yeah, inexperienced.
1: Uh, inexperienced, yeah. but they could still get the clicks yeah if they could still attract attention mm-hmm. then they'd hire that person
0: yeah especially if they could so, afford to pay them less and which i think a lot this is would this is where the yeah. rise
1: of a lot of that kind of uh winky harry Knowlesish ish kind of yeah. geek centric film writing started to enter the fray mm-hmm. as a, a, a more i don't want to say important but just a more visible form of film writing
0: yeah a lot uh uh the the, the tone shifted dramatically i yeah. feel um Anyway, there's a whole lot of of, of huge factors here. Um, a lot of uh, fluctuations with the economy, uh, a lot of publications no longer being able to afford having a print publication and moving online, mm. uh, but a lot of publications shutting down because competition no. was too strong, or they were unable to monetize the way that they used to because they no longer had subscriptions. Uh, and as a result, there was less full-time paid positions to go around, and that started trickling down and creating fewer freelance positions that paid a meaningful amount Mm. which is to say that there's a lot of freelance positions that pay okay and there's a lot that don't pay great but it's actually more or less the industry standard right now and no one's happy about that i don't know a single editor who's proud to offer you not a lot for an article but that's what they Mm. can afford and yeah. They're paying you something uh, and, regarding, and that, but yeah. that,
1: that model of yeah. of underpaying writers, yeah. uh, rather ironically, allowed a lot of smaller websites to mm. thrive True. Uh, because a lot of people were like fresh out of college. They had some interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. They were struggling to get by. They had other main gigs, mm-hmm. and they could write on the side. And in saving so much money on staff, nobody mm. was a staff writer; it was all freelance.
0: Yeah, unless you're an um, editor, though. You, yeah. you might. The money in that kind of thing is usually in being the editor yeah yeah Yeah, that's where that's where you you might be able to get a full-time position yeah Yeah.
1: even if you're right for an outlet uh regularly you're not necessarily on staff at that outlet Um, no in fact it's really rare if you're on staff in an outlet yeah very few people have health insurance doing exactly exactly. not not through work uh, and the the way freelance payments are taxed is different from uh it's not fun uh so uh but a lot of these like Specialty websites or uh, like a feminist pop culture website could could thrive because they're either they're either paying for peanuts or they understand that they're asking their writers to do it for free. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are willing to do that because they they're they want to pay their dues. They want to do it for a couple of years for free or for very little money in Mm -hmm. order to have a body of work.
0: Now, there's a there's a big movement against that now. Yeah, uh, because let's be honest here. You should be paid for your work. That's just the Mm -hmm. end. all be all of that. Uh, and as a result, we see more publications going away or trying to be able to pay more. Every single publication has got a different story in terms of how they came into existence, where they're at economically, what is feasible for them. Mm. Uh, and w- when you enter into the film critic space, you're going to find that different publications pay different amounts uh, based on their traffic, based on their advertising revenue. Uh, and uh, you know the bigger the publication, the more they can afford to pay. Mm-hmm. That's just the general uh, uh, gist of it. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about the range because that that varies wildly. Uh, But uh, to answer your question about how you get paid per article, Mm. also varies. But generally speaking, most uh, uh, publications have a pretty flat rate depending on the type of article. Like a review will get you a certain amount. There's a new release. You saw it. You spend a couple hours watching it, you spend an hour or two writing the review, however long it takes you, and then you get, boom, this flat rate. Hmm. If you do a longer article that maybe requires more uh, uh, effort, because you interviewed someone, you had to transcribe it, or you had to watch a bunch of movies, a lot of places will pay you somewhat more. Uh, So it's usually based on that. I don't know a single publication that goes by word count anymore. No, That's a fantasy. No, no. That's a fantasy. Yeah. That is that does not if that exists, it does not exist in the film critic space. Maybe some of the like the New York Times does that, but I've never seen that in the wild. Mm. It's usually flat rates depending on the type of piece that you produce. So reviews would be this much, interviews would be this much, retrospective essay because of the anniversary of something would be probably about as much as a review, that kind of thing. Mm. Um I'm trying to remember if there any other p- uh, points in the... in the uh, article. I, I think that's about it. That's about I, it. I know, it it's, um, it's difficult and it's complicated and we're not trying to throw the industry under the bus and say... It, it sucks. No one's really happy yeah. with the way that it is right now, but we all keep doing it because we know that it has value yeah, and we're all trying our best to make it the best system it can be so that everyone mm. is treated well, so that there are more and more
1: varied voices in the space and that they're rewarded for their work. Yeah. I, I know... Um, Uh, I I belong to a a critics group whose Mm -hmm. uh, initial uh, um, mission statement Mm -hmm. was to diversify voices. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just get a a sample of every writer, Mm -hmm. every professional writer in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And this this came at a time when there was a big push to do that in the film criticism industry. A lot of people had noticed that a lot of the approved critics on a website like Rotten Tomatoes, which... You know, compiles professional critics' reviews mm-hmm. uh, had a lot of the same kinds of uh, of people writing for the the sites all the time. It was the same like fifty critics over and over yeah. again. And the, and if you and look uh, at the
0: cross section in terms of their demographics, a mm-hmm. lot yeah, of them I'm, were, Whitney.
1: Sorry, my, it's my phone. Buzzing. Very loud. Yeah, excuse me. If you
0: look at the cross demographics on a lot of those critics, they were mostly white, white men. Yeah, mostly cisgender heterosexual white men. Mm. Uh, there are exceptions to that, but. It's it skewed way too much in one direction, and as a result, we realize we're, we're we're missing voices, we're missing input, we're missing perspectives that make art what it is. And so, some people thought it they're assholes, and everyone else is just like, yeah, let's get, diversify, let's get more of the voices in, uh,
1: which is great. Mm.
0: That's that's a good thing, and so. You know, that's that, good. There, there that's, a, be, that's a really good change. Yeah, there, there had to be an active yeah.
1: push. I remember a couple yeah. of years ago, uh, it was Brie Larson. Yeah, uh, made a, a very, a very public statement about how mm-hmm. th- there were too too many white guys. Yeah. just sort of dominating the criticism industry. Right. And, like, I, don't, I don't need.
0: I forget what the exact quote is. I don't I don't need to see fifty reviews from like fifty white year man old white men about Lady Bird. Like it, I it was, not, it was
1: a wrinkle in time. It was a wrinkle but, in but, time. Yeah, like yeah. it's just
0: like you know that that's that's. We need other perspectives on a work yeah. like that. That's mm. not, that's not your background might not inform that experience as well as mm. interestingly as some yeah. or, as, mm. or as insightfully as someone else's might. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's to, yeah. to answer your question. Yeah. So, anyway, difficult mm. uh, but worthwhile. It is very rewarding if you can do it. But yeah, don't think it's going to be easy but if you're ready for that and you're ready to go on that journey and oh oh, the other question you asked was about patreon and uh subscriptions Mm. uh real real fast um that's a good place to go right now Mm. uh if you can build up uh, uh your own voice and a bit of an audience uh that is something that you can control that you have some power over and that you can uh, uh, Do the way you want to do And I recommend it uh, I'm not sure about the subscri- I'm actually looking into subscription services mm. I was thinking about starting my own newsletter um, But uh, I'm not Sold on what Substack is doing Right now so I'm looking around at alternatives mm. to that uh, So that I cannot say I don't have a lot of experience there but Patreon has been a pretty Good source Like every other system, they sometimes do things that screw people over, but mostly they've been pretty good to us. So I would definitely look into that, uh, and uh, also... Uh, podcasting and YouTube is a great way to find an audience, so I would look into yeah. m- making that part of your repertoire. Yeah,
1: but yeah. but again, that's something you'd be doing for free. Yeah, and uh, there's no timeline on earning money on that kind of stuff, no. and there's no guaranteed amount you can earn from that kind of stuff. The, the or...
0: best advice
1: I heard about uh, when you're in the
0: entertainment industry, like how lo- how long does it take to get a career? Mm. There's no set time. There's no guarantee. Mm. But here's the usual pattern: you lose money. <laughs> All right, You do stuff for free, or you invest in mm-hmm. your time, and, and you invest in equipment, and you're buying your own movie tickets, and you're not breaking even yet. Mm. Eventually, you break even. You're getting paid it's, enough yeah. that, that it's it's like you're covering your gas money and everything, and you're at the very least, it's not putting you out. You do that for a while, then you start actually making money. Mm. So that's generally the process. It's going to be that's a vague process, but you're probably not going to jump right to making a big profit. Yeah, so get right. get used to that idea. Mm. And good luck to you. We need more good critics out there, and um, it's it's a there's a reason I've committed to it. <laughs> it's not because it, it's not because it makes you rich; it's because it makes you happy.
1: Yeah. So
0: anyway,
1: uh, fun. Let, uh, here's a letter from Eric. Hello, Eric. Mm. Um, it's and it's in very large font. Okay. okay. So, uh so Eric is yelling at us. Oh God, Bibs, you've uh. been spreading COVID. Stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm like, sorry. Oh wait a minute.
1: It's in capital. Oh stop. It, it's it's a telegram. <laughs> <Bibbs>. <laughs> you thought it said so. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it's just clever. Oh well, yeah. It's a uh, Bibs. You've been spreading COVID. Stop. Whitney, you keep watching Marvel movies. Stop. <laughs> If you're concerned that you talk about Star Trek too much, don't. Stop. Yours truly, Eric. Okay, that's adorable. That's good. Uh, we we uh, jokingly sign off. It's like you can send us an actual physical letter. You can send us an email. Can we get a telegram? That would be exciting yeah. if we got an actual telegram. It, it, it
0: turns out they don't send telegrams anymore, but we got one in an email, and thank you. And if you're yeah. not familiar with what a telegram is, uh, it used to be you could send someone... <laughs> oh, they well, know well, what this a is telegram pretty, is. No, this is esoteric. It used to be you could send someone a message... And um, you, would, they, you would pay for it, like, by the letter, uh-huh. and they would take the message, and they would hand deliver it to somebody for you. Like, they'd get, like, a bellhop, who would, like, travel across town, knock on your door, and says, telegram the Mister so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And then he would read you the letter, and instead of having punctuation, they would say the word stop.
1: Yeah, that's, so stop like, was a, a yeah. period.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, dear mom and dad, stop.
1: Need money for textbooks. Mm. Stop. uh, That kind of thing It it was called a telegram Because it was Something that was Delivered to you Mm -hmm. But it was Sent via telegraph It was Morse code Yeah Just like they did In the war
0: (laughs) So uh, So This person did A really wonderful joke With Including the stops Into the sentence Isn't that good Very very clever Nicely done Thank you
1: That was fun There was a a Telegram gag In um, Top Hat Mm. The uh, Fred Astaire movie Fred, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers mm-hmm. movie, um, where somebody's reading a telegram, but they use the word "stop" and "start" a lot in the sentences. Oh, what yeah. time does it start? Stop. I don't understand that. And, <laughs> and, and uh, he's like funny Italian guy, so he doesn't quite understand the English yeah. language. Um, there was a Blackadder Kingad. joke like
0: that, where uh, Blackadder sent a telegram to Charlie Chaplin because he hated Charlie Chaplin. He thought he wasn't funny, and he just concluded it with "and uh, and please, 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 please." Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. And then at the end, Charlie Chaplin sent them a whole bunch of movies and insisted that uh, Blackadder be the projectionist. Oh, geez. And the, the message said, please don't ever let him.
1: Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. Very funny. Good yeah, gag. Uh, um, Good gag. Appreciate it. Yeah, we, we were... Because we know, the, uh, we've talked about it a lot, we know microfiche is still a thing Ooh. in libraries. You can actually still go to some libraries and get and, you know, look at old periodicals on microfiche. They didn't yeah. destroy all that and stuff. And if you ask the librarian
0: oh, no. really nicely, they'll let you feed the fish. Oh my god. <laughs> it took me so long to find
1: out that those weren't fish. The mi- microfiche. Yeah, they're they, they, little they, they fish. Didn't, they didn't say Microfish. Fi- It's not fish, they say fish. Well, I, th- Micro, There's an, an E accent. on the end. They have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they're <laughs> no, you didn't think that. I I, You're just making a dumb joke. No, note. I'm not kidding. You thought it was a small fish. I
0: thought there were fish at the... He's like, oh, we have microfiche. And I'm like, well, can I see the fish?
1: Gosh. <laughs> Do they find books? What are they doing in the library? I don't know.
0: Like, they're, they're, they're a mascot. I don't know.
1: Like, <laughs> just every library. They just
0: have a little tetra fish in a like, tank somewhere. you got to find them, though.
1: It's, it's like a it's the the like a, a bookstore cat. Like, yeah. like the microfiche at the, the microfiche library. <laughs> <laughs> the library. Little, little fish. That they keep hidden in a tank hey, somewhere. Look, I was a kid. Shut up. <laughs> uh, me... I've... Yeah. Okay. I've there was a This American Life episode about mm-hmm. that, about people who made assumptions as children that were just never dispelled. Yeah, I just so never, can, got can, they, never these, heard otherwise. These, like, strange beliefs into your adulthood. Yeah. Um, somebody uh, on that show thought that the word X-I-N-G that you see printed on the street, uh-huh. ped yeah, uh, was pronounced zing, <laughs> and, was, and the peds were running across. They were going zing, and they thought zing was, like, a word And I think it wasn't Like they were in their 30s Playing Scrabble And tried to play Zing And it was only then That it, that it was That Dawn it corrected of the, That meant
0: crossing And it was like yeah. an abbreviation uh,
1: Another person thought Unicorns were real Yeah yeah. Nobody, ever, kind of nobody ever said They're fantasy creatures like, I, oh, well,
0: oh. I knew I knew a, I knew more than one kid hmm. uh, In my school Who thought Adamantium was a real metal
1: Oh no no Oh wow it sounds, we, we like it, it sounds like it doesn't weirder <coughs> things to, to believe i don't think i ever thought I, I, I did have some some of those though um, yeah uh i spelled the word pretty uh yeah. p-r-e-a-t-t-y okay i don't know where i picked that up that's just weird. that's the way i started to spell it, it looked Very correct specific. to my eye yeah and i wrote it that way all until high school oh wow no one ever corrected it that's weird Right. And, uh, and I wrote it, like, and th- when you're in high school, you do those big, like, sort of poster board projects where you have to put, yeah, you make something Were you confused when Pretty Woman came out? I, I didn't see Pretty Woman. <laughs> you didn't see the billboard? I mean, like, no, I guess, I guess just my eye never said it, like, right. some sort of, you know, dyslexia in my eye. I'm All not exactly right. sure. And I wrote it really big on a poster board, and somebody said it's wrong. It's like, no, it's not. That's how you spell it. It's like, no, uh, there's no A. No, there is an A. Like, I was really insistent <laughs> in front of the whole class, having I, written it really
0: large. One of my favorite stories about my dad was... Uh, I was... My dad was... Uh, my dad's not no longer with us, mm. uh, but uh, when he was in his 60s, uh-huh. um, and I was home from college for, like, the summer or something, and I was just, I don't know, puttering around inside, and my dad yelled at me to come outside real fast. You're going to miss mm. it. And so I run outside. What is it? What's, what's going on? And my dad points at a hummingbird mm. that's like... Perching on like a branch or a twig Mm. And he says look And I said yeah And he says it's perching And I'm like Yes And that's when my dad realized That when his uncle When he was a very little kid Told him that the reason hummingbirds flap their wings so fast Is because hummingbirds can't perch His uncle was full of shit (laughs) He believed that for over 50 years Because he just never happened It just happened to never actually see a hummingbird perch. It just never came up. Wow. (laughs) And I was there that day. Hmm. So, yeah, shit happens. People (laughs) just, just not
1: having something dispelled Hmm. can, like, you totally messed with your whole life. Yeah, my, uh, my grandmother had a, had a, a rather sweet uh, saying about hummingbirds. Mm. Uh, she sang in the church choir, a very Methodist woman, and uh, she had a, a big garden in her backyard. And it was constantly full of hummingbirds. So we mm. always liked go going, going back there and watching the birds. And That's she would nice. look at them. Yeah. And when you see them land, it means God is with you. Oh, that's nice. And so, yeah, we just sort of, like, sit there and feel the warmth of God's presence that's as we watch all, all of these hummingbirds land around us.
0: You know, it's funny. Uh, ever since my dad died, one Aww. of the things that just always reminds me of him is just seeing a hummingbird. Aw. So every time I see a hummingbird, I just think, oh, Dad's watching. Isn't that nice? And I'm, I'm not religious. I don't even believe in the afterlife. But, it, you know, it reminds me of him, and it's yeah. sweet. yeah anyway uh well well we're down a very wistful memory lane why
1: don't we go on to the next letter uh here's a letter from sorella hello sorella um uh, hey guys a while ago i was recommending the tv show evil oh yeah uh, it's on paramount plus to a friend who i knew would appreciate it i compared it to the americans which we both adored i described evils as complicated and she said no it's layered Mm. uh exactly right Uh, So my question is what other TV shows are layered like evil and the Americans? Mm. It needs to be, uh, I'm not just uh Yeah. Definition. I'm glad. It needs to be a show that takes your intelligence for granted. It doesn't Mm. talk down to you for making things easy to follow. It should have uh, long, awkward silences, because sometimes (laughs) you don't need to say everything. It should be used big words, because it assumes that the audience understands them. It should be regularly devastating. In other Mm. words, layered. uh, Thanks, I adore your show. I'm a big fan of Sorella. Okay. So yeah, layered Uh, has, uh, I guess, in, in this context has a very particular set of definitions i I Um, can
0: appreciate that i'm I'm gonna admit i've never seen the americans hmm. and i've never seen evil everyone keeps telling me i need to watch evil and it is very much on my list like it's Hmm. we have uh my uh partner michelle and i we just have a thing where like we pick a show Hmm. and uh that's the show we watch while we eat lunch Okay. Every day, and then we gradually work our way through the show. And we're almost done catching up to the show we're currently on. We'll need to find another one. I'm seriously considering suggesting Evil because everyone right. tells me it's really good. Um, so I cannot speak to that, but I do believe that there is. What was the comparison? It was not? It's not. Com- yeah. com- it's not, Is it complex? Not layered. Uh, what was yeah, the other? What was yeah, the other it option? Was, uh, it was uh, d- d- complicated. Complicated. The, I do believe that there's, there can be overlap. I think some shows genuinely are complicated, but layered is a good way to describe a lot of programs. Some programs are very simple and straightforward. Mm. Uh, And some programs are pretty dense. You know, they got uh, a lot of different, like, well-written characters. They have cogent themes. uh, But they're not necessarily difficult to follow. Like, one movie that I think straddles... uh, One movie. One series that I think straddles the line between both Mm. uh, is The Wire. Okay. The Wire is both complicated not, and layered. No, no, I'm big has, fan of The Wire. I love The Wire. Uh, the Wire is complicated because it has a lot of characters. It is... V- it's very sprawling, and it doesn't hold your hand. It's got that quality uh, as well, and uh, it can take people a few episodes just to remember and figure out who everyone is in relationship to one another. But once you got it, you got it, mm. and you appreciate just how much nuance there is. But it's still pretty complicated just because there's so many different moving parts to it um on the other hand there's a show from the same uh uh, creators called Treme Mm. which I really liked uh it was about uh the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina and how uh that community built itself back up very gradually and in particular through the perspective of the music scene okay uh, in New Orleans and um that's a show that is because it's not like about like the drug trade and cops or whatever. It's about musicians. It's pretty easy to wrap your head around. It's not complicated. There's a lot of characters, but it's very easy to follow. But. There's a lot of density to it. There are a lot mm. of different layers to it. There's a lot of characters on different journeys, and sometimes they interact in ways you would never expect. And so that's one. Mm. That's okay. an example. I, I'm thinking off the top of my head. Mm. Uh, what? Any? What about You can you think of anything else that qualifies as layered.
1: I got nothing. I'm not watching any shows. You're not
0: watching any shows.
1: I'm watching the new Star Trek shows. That's about it. Yeah. Are
0: any of those layered? They're Star Trek shows. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're
1: they're if they're if they're being done well, they're predictable. That's kind yeah. kind of, kind of uh, one of the. The charm of falling into a show is actually recognizing the patterns and the formulas. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's uh, from like
0: 15 years ago. Yeah, and,
1: and you I know, mean. Star Trek, I feel like when it's doing right, is sort of prodding your your brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, some some of the episodes can get pretty cerebral, and I like that. Yeah, uh, But it's also pretty easy to wrap your head around. Once you're yeah. in, into the premise, you understand Star Trek, and Star Trek has been around for so long that everybody just... Hmm. Kind of inherently understands. It's almost like a, you know, mm. the Jungian thing. Everybody just recognizes Star Trek.
0: Yeah, it becomes iconic. Uh, in your
1: yeah, head. and and a lot of these newer shows that are you know take years to have their stories conclude. I don't have the patience for them. Mm. I, I don't watch a lot of those programs. So uh, you know, even the big hot hot ones that everyone's always talking up. Um, mm. It took me until this year to realize that a TV program called Better Call Saul mm-hmm. uh, was a spin off from the TV show Breaking Bad. Really? I, I didn't realize they had anything to do with each other. Um, yeah. I just had it's, heard the titles it's enough, kind of yeah. floating through. Yeah. I haven't seen either of the shows. I, I have no interest seen, in the shows. I've but, actually seen, never seen Better Call
0: Saul, which I know right. is like, I, I liked Breaking Bad. That's a very, very good show. That's another one that's not
1: super complicated, but very layered. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I've never seen Better Call Saul. Yeah. That's, that's one right there. Yeah. So I, oh. I haven't seen. I, I saw a couple episodes of The Wire. It just didn't grab mm-hmm. me. I uh, haven't watched any of none of the big shows. Um, yeah. I, if it was a big hot show that was made after ni- like 2001, I haven't seen it. Probably um, not. No. I know you well no, enough,
0: so unless <laughs> it's Star Trek. Unless <laughs> yeah. It's not, unless it's like Star
1: done. Trek was the one I kept going. Futurama. Yeah. Like these are the yeah. shows I go back to.
0: Yeah. There have been times when I've had like my finger on the pulse, like I was mm-hmm. watching Lost when it was on, or I watched Battlestar Galactica when the rebooted version was on. That's another one that's very layered. Um, Um, that, that's a very, very good show. That's uh, that rebooted Battlestar, but, um, yeah, when I started focusing in the last 13 years or so, uh, mostly on film, Mm. uh, I don't have time to keep up with a lot of content. Some shows I do, some shows I'm interested, Mm. but even the ones I like, I tend to fall behind on, like uh... I've, I've started to like sort of gradually work my way back up to catching up to Doctor Who because I want to like catch up in time for the new one.
1: another Doctor is coming. Yeah, yeah, Shooty
0: Gatwa is uh, coming back, and Russell T. Davies is coming back, and that's actually pretty exciting, because I really liked Russell T. Davies' run. Mm -hmm. Um, I got nothing against Jodie Whittaker's run, I just sort of had to cut some media out of my life to focus on work, and Doctor Who was something I knew I could always get back to, and Uh, I'm in the process of doing that right now.
1: Yeah, even if I discuss, like, I I started to try, I started watching uh, Dickinson, uh, the Emily Emily Dickinson Dickinson series, which which is, like, it's Precocious as fuck, this TV, year, yeah. TV series. Um, yeah. uh, Emily, Emily Dickinson, you know, famously had her most famous poem because I could not stop for Death. He gladly stopped for me. And, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and Death is a character. <laughs> it shows up in a in a coach, yeah. and she gets in the back uh, with with Death, yeah, and it's kindly a stopped. With, yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's it's kind of like punk rock MTV version of Emily Dickinson it's really precious that.
0: I, I love that That's sounds she, great
1: she's running low on her muse it's like well I was a big fan of De- Henry David Thoreau hey you know, we can just go see him he's still in that cabin and they go to meet him. And they go to meet him. And he's like this, like kind of lazy asshole. And his mom brings his laundry in. Like, oh yeah, thanks, mom. Well, that's at least he's, accurate. And, and everybody's coming to see him. And he's like signing autographs and getting all this. Yeah. Stuff, and he's not suffering or alone at all. Which is actually totally well, accurate. It, yeah. Well, <laughs> Thoreau was a bit yeah, of a hypocrite. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think we do have to, when we consider Walden, uh, we have to consider the way people actually lived and what homes looks like and what it was yeah. like to actually live in a cabin out like that. And. The Thoreau's version of austerity is very different from our idea of austerity. Fair enough. But it was still austere. Uh, you know, we, we look around at modern apartments and it's like, oh, well, yeah, we have these modern apartments. He had a whole cabin. What a luxury. It's like, <laughs> no, he was actually living in this relatively small place. And you have when you start doing research is like how many square feet the average American had at the time. It was way more than we have now. Yeah. So it was actually was a big change for him. Um, anyway, I, uh, it's I've done hard. too much research into Walden. Um, is that, is so, that even possible? <laughs> but yeah, I was watching Dickinson, and I like Dickinson. I think yeah. I could would recommend the show, and I just lo- ran out of interest. Yeah. Not, not, the show didn't do anything wrong. It's just my, my attention span ran out. And I find if, if I'm going to find something new, and it's not going to lead me somewhere exciting or conclude a story or say something interesting every mm. single week, then I'm not gonna be there for it. Yeah. I don't have the patience to watch, you know, four seasons of television to get to the end of the story. No oh, yeah. It's just I the way it. my brain is wired. So no, sometimes uh, yeah, sadly it, it, I can't really recommend anything. Yeah,
0: no, that's okay. Well mm. uh well anyway, thank you for the letter. Hopefully we helped a little we realize while well, we have a t- podcast about TV, we have a podcast about failed TV. Yeah. We're not necessarily on The Pulse, but hopefully we had a few things. You know, maybe that'd be cool. Mm. Um, anyway, hope we help a little. Uh, well, well, I think we have time for one or two more.
1: All right. Uh, here is a letter from... Oh, shoot. I just opened the same one. Oh, no. Uh, this one comes from Hans. Hi, hello, Hans. Hans. Uh, hello, William and Whitney. Mm-hmm. This is my third time writing in, uh, and I really appreciate you answering uh, my letters. I always love to hear your insights and conversations, no matter the topic. I am a collector of Blu-rays. Nice. Doing the Lord's work. Uh, My library is not very large right now, but it is certainly growing. My friends know that I'm a big movie fan, and I collect movies, so when one of my friends found a collection of the Star Trek movies, the Mm. Motion Picture, Wrath of Khan, Search of Swag, Voyage, uh, the first six movies, on Blu-ray for $5 nice at an estate sale, nice, he bought them. Uh, He doesn't have a Blu-ray player, Mm. so he asked if I would be interested in them, so obviously I took him up on it, but that brings me to my issue. I'm not a Star Trek fan, per se. Growing up, my dad would record episodes of The Next Generation on DVR, and we'd watch them occasionally, and I have watched the Bad Robot films, I enjoyed Star Trek 2009 and beyond, not so much Into Darkness, Fair. And, and I watched The Wrath of Khan a long time ago. Another thing to know about me is, while I love movies, I really enjoy sitting and watching an entire television series. Mm. Going to my point, yeah, it, yeah. I, I think that it has more to do with my ADHD, and I just mm. have a difficult time with long the long-form nature of them. Makes I sense. find myself getting bored and wanting to move on, with rare exceptions, of course. So mm. my question is this. Should I watch these Star Trek films without having watched the original series, And will I get anything out of them, or is it something that I will only appreciate if I have prior knowledge of the multiple seasons of the television show that preceded them? Mm. Well, I know the answer should be that I should just suck it up and watch the show because it's great. I find that when I try to do that, I burn out and I don't end up enjoying myself also of note i just joined your patreon but uh not at the all our yesterday's tier so i don't have access to the episodes you do in detail for each specific film Mm. but if when i do get around to watching them i'll bump my membership up so i can hear your full thoughts uh Mm. thank you for all you do it's always a bright spot when you show up in my podcast feed uh sincerely hans
0: uh hans first off thank you so much uh and uh i believe i'm pretty sure i'll double check this uh, the first few episodes of all our yesterdays, uh, which is our Star Trek podcast, we review every single episode of Star Trek in order. Mm. First few episodes, like quite a few, I believe we opened up to our lowest tier. So, like, yeah. so like you need to like click on like the the tag that says Star Trek or all our yesterdays, and you're gonna need to scroll down a while to get to like the the earlier episodes. But there should be some episodes towards the beginning of the series where you can hear at least about how the series began in the first few stories. Um, So there's that. Um, Now, Whitney and I, we approached Star Trek very differently. You watched Star Trek kind of religiously when you were younger, whereas I had seen the next generation a bit, had seen almost none of the original series, but I had seen the films. Mm. Having seen the films without knowing the show, And then going back and watching the show and then seeing the films. Mm. I can say confidently two things. It is a different experience if you're very familiar with the show. Yes. However, for the most part, not entirely, but for the most part, you you can still totally enjoy them on their own. Mm. I would say the one film in the Star Trek, the, the original six Star Trek movies, the ones that exclusively starred the original cast of the show. Star Trek The Motion Picture, the very first one, mm. might be a tough sit if you didn't sit through the show first.
1: Uh, a lot of that show, uh, or a lot of that movie, mm-hmm. uh, is very specifically about making the show feel as big as possible. It's about mm. seeing something that was previously kind of cheap and rinky dink yeah. in gigantic form. So, so for, so for example. Gonna be an, if, yeah. when, so, when you're sitting through this eight minute montage musical montage of them just flying around the enterprise and looking at it yeah that's what that means a we lot get to of people... see the ship on the big screen and it looks large now for yeah. the first time now a
0: lot of people when they watch that movie for the first time without having seen the entire series like mainlined mm. three seasons of it um, a lot of people when they watch this sequence and it's it's kind of it's almost laughable in a vacuum just spending all this time just flying around this one starship Mm-hmm Um, because in any other movie, it would be a weird way to use the amount of time you have Mm. in a theater. However, again, the target demographic for Star Trek The Motion Picture is people who spent three years watching the show, and then like another ten years only watching it in reruns. Mm. Never, this is only on small TVs, many times in black and white, and these are cheaper TV effects. So, seeing it with grand post Star Wars visual effects, where all of a sudden this thing that you really had to be generous with your imagination in order <laughs> to turn it into something that's real in your head, all of a sudden it looks real and yeah. it's gigantic, it's full size. So, if you're in that headset, if you're in that headspace when you're watching Star Trek motion picture and you're like, this is an episode of the show writ as large as it ever should have been. Mm. You can kind of get swept up in it. It's pretty slow paced by modern standards, but it's on that level, a, it's it does ad- work.
1: It's not an adventure picture. No, if it's you're a very fan thoughtful of thoughtful sci-fi, yeah. Uh, the uh, the 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 folks over at Red Letter Media had mm. a, a really fun scale for the Star Trek movies, mm. where on uh, the extreme left and the extreme right of a scale. Uh, were on like to say on the extreme left, it was like cerebral, scientific, and boring. Mm-hmm. And on the extreme right, it was action packed and exciting. Yeah. And Star Trek the Motion Picture is way over on the left, and uh, Rathicon is on the when, and, and like 2009 was way over on the right. Yeah. And those extremes are where they're the best. It's it's when <laughs> it's when you start sliding into the middle where you can't yeah. decide which one they really belong to. All the Next Generation movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when they start to suck. When mm-hmm. they're partly action and partly Star Trek, but they're, like, neither here nor there. I don't
0: don't entirely agree with that. I I, I thought that
1: was a fun way to look at it. I think some Um, films
0: walk that line better than others, but, mm. yeah, generally speaking, that's true. So, anyway, the first movie, if you're gonna watch them in order, you're gonna watch that first Star Trek The Motion Picture, and you're gonna probably say to yourself, this play's weird, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. Then you're gonna realize that when Wrath of Khan came out, the second film, they acknowledge that the first film was probably a little too heady and slow Mm. for its own good, and they... Swung the pendulum all the way in the other direction, and they made like a really cool, like, master and commander. It's like a chip, submarine picture. Yeah, submarine yeah. battle in space movie. Mm-hmm. And on that level, that movie's cool, but it's a very different kind of Star Trek. Yeah. And then there's the third one, which gets a little bit more into just basically
1: the following up plot yeah. lines
0: and the characters, but it's a pretty cool I, flick. I
1: think uh, yeah. a, a lot of the, like, the third movie, especially, yeah. is going to be based on your. Uh, previous affection for the characters. Mm -hmm. And I I typically don't like when movies do this when they assume you already care. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's it's a sequel. It's kind of an easy trap to fall into. And it's the third
0: sequel after um, three seasons of television and an animated series. So they they know they have an an audience. So uh,
1: if you don't care about spock in some capacity Mm -hmm. now what happens in star trek 2 if you haven't watched it yet i'm not going to say but a star trek 3 should make you care about spock a little bit yeah you should have something going on for, for that character
0: and then uh, Star um, Trek IV comes along, and that's just a hoot.
1: That's the comedy film. Yeah, know, and it's they, a good they, comedy They travel film. back in time. It's it, fish-out-of-water like, humor. It's,
0: it's not silly just for its mm. own sake. Like, it earns its laughs, right. and it's actually a pretty good story in and of itself. I have used Star Trek IV, uh, The Voyage Home, as a way to get people into Star Trek, just period. Yeah. It's yeah. just a good introduction to the premise, and you can it takes the piss out of it a little bit. A lot mm. of people think Star Trek's really stuffy, but it still works as a story. Star Trek V is kind of stupid, but it's easy to enjoy. It's kind of breezy. It's it's breezy
1: It has interesting concepts that are just executed really poorly. It was incredibly cheap. Uh, It was written during a writer's strike. The script sucked. Uh, But you can see the germ of something interesting in there. Uh, But yes, it is quite bad.
0: And then Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, which we haven't covered in all our yesterdays Mm. yet. I'm looking forward to getting to fucking rocks
1: it's really really it's, that's it's a, a really so, good yeah. it's
0: a sociopolitical thriller there's yeah. a
1: prison escape in yeah. it Star, it's, Star yeah.
0: Trek 6 is Tom Clancy in space like if you yeah, can imagine yeah. like clear and present danger in space mm. that's Star Trek 6 it's actually got like as far as like hard sci-fi goes maybe not great but as like Star Trek as an allegory for the Cold War mm. or at least the end of it spot on yeah, it's really, great. really smart great character work it's exciting it's funny it's creative it's got everything so I think you're going to be able to enjoy them, but you might enjoy them on a different level if you have, mm. A, a lot of experience with the original series and you can see just what a massive leap forward, at least technically, mm. the movies are. Yeah. And B, if you have a pre-existing connection to the characters, but I think if you're paying attention to the films and giving them your... your, your giving yourself over to them, mm-hmm. I think you'll get affection for the characters in and of themselves. Maybe not as much as if you'd spent 60 episodes with them, But I think you'll dig it. So, yeah, I would say it's worth checking
1: out. That's Uh, a long way of saying yes. (laughs) Uh, You can watch the movies without seeing the show. Um, Some people might say, well, you should watch the episode Space Seed before you watch Wrath of Khan. Actually, you don't need to. You really don't. All the information you need is is in Wrath of Khan. Um, Yeah. There's not so... Like, Star Trek is pretty uh, complicated when it comes to, like, mythos and Mm. canon and all the rest of that. Um, But... I what I like about Star Trek is it's not reliant on that. Yeah. You don't have to know certain details prior to going into any of the movies or even uh any mm. given episode of the show at least back in the day. Yeah, you was expected
0: uh, that you could mm. just drop in anywhere yeah, and so, figure it out. There'll be stuff you don't know, but we'll we'll catch you up when, so when if, we need to. So if you to, don't yeah. have a
1: lot of patience with Star Trek, don't approach it like a modern show because it's not a modern show. Yeah, uh, you're not original, supposed to yeah. watch it
0: from the beginning yeah, necessarily, you,
1: you, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, we we are because we have access to home video and because we have access to streaming we can orchestrate marathons yeah. or uh, it's called binging now we called it marathons back in the day
0: yeah
1: uh, i like marathon better cuz that Feels like you're doing something. It feels like it's active. <laughs> yeah,
0: marathon is, like, yeah. is exercise. Binging feels like, you know, like, like a guilty thing. Yeah, like you're, like you're doing like something shameful. I shouldn't shameful. have eaten this yeah. entire tub of ice cream. Like, <laughs> like, I shouldn't have eaten this entire tub of Star <laughs> Trek. What did I do?
1: Well, don't call it binge watching. Call it marathons. It's I, much more active. I anyway, actually agree with you. I uh, like that better. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so you don't have to marathon through Star Trek because it wasn't meant, it wasn't originally no. constructed that way. Yeah. There are episodes that refer to other episodes, and if you watch yeah. them in an order you would get those links, but mm. every single story was meant to stand on its own and conclude on its own, so yeah. drop into a random episode if you want. Uh, See how it treats you. If it's a bad one, you got a bad one. Uh, uh, Dan
0: Merle did, I think it was a video, mm. uh, He Dan Merle from the Schmodown, uh, who was also on Screen Junkies, and mm. now he's got his own YouTube channel. Check him out, he's He's, he's a genius. Um, he did a video, it was a while ago, it was one of the first videos I think he did for his channel, um, where he was like, "If there's so much Star Trek out there mm-hmm. that asking someone to watch all of it in order to catch up is a little unrealistic. Here are like the episodes you should see in order to sort of get the gist and understand like the big cultural touchstones that people keep referring to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was I'm trying to remember how much the original series I remember it it might have just been focusing on Next Generation but uh, might be worth checking out uh, that or some similar article if you do want to check out some of the show but don't feel like you're going to have the patience to watch all of it Mm. I think you could probably sum up like the main bullet points the most exciting and most important episodes of the original series probably in about 10 or 12 episodes It's probably about 10 or 12, (laughs) you could, like, you know, I would recommend watching all of it, even the bad ones, but, like, there's probably, if you really, really, really wanted to shrink it down, you could Mm. probably, I could probably recommend, like, 10 or 12, that would just kind of...
1: Yeah.
0: You need to see these, and if you want to see more, please do, but you, at least, these I would recommend. But, in any case, if you want to do more research and stuff out there. Anyway, um... That was a long conversation. Thank you so much for everyone who wrote in. Hooray. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to hear from you. We're sorry if we didn't get to your email. Um, We try to catch up if we can, but there's a lot, and we're very grateful for that. Um, If anything's ever important, feel free to give us a nudge on social media, uh, and we will try to get to it. But um, in any case, uh, if you want to write in on a future episode of We've Got Mail, once again, our email address is letters at criticallyacclaimed.net.
1: Whitney, what is our PO box? Yeah, send us an actual physical letter, uh, le- layer letter, letter. Uh, PO Box six four one five six five, Los Angeles, California nine zero zero six four. Yeah, or of course you can always find us on Twitter at critic
0: acclaim. I am at William Bibbiani. I'm at Whitney Seibel. If you want to listen to our Star Trek podcast or any of our other exclusive shows on Patreon, or if you want to listen to just our shows without ads. Head on over to patreon.com slash critically acclaimed network. We do hangouts with our listeners. We do trivia nights. Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on. And we're just very, very grateful to all of our patrons without whom the show could not be. So thank you, to everybody. Have a great week. Uh, we'll be back more with soon with more podcasts. Sincerely yours, Bibbs and Whitney.